Warning, this con report contains adult language, mature situations, live music coverage, questions about the need for dealer rooms, and general con observations. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Con Report, Anime Boston 2019. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Con Report. This is your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Yes, we're back for another fun-filled episode of the awesome Con Reports brought to you by www.sparkin.com. Some podcasts and vain reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. The podcast where every episode we talk about one or two geeky topics and tell you the pros and cons about it. You don't agree with anything that... I or my co-host say, but we try to be entertaining, educational, enlightening, and impartial, even though it doesn't work all the time. You can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Stitcher, YouTube, and many more social media platforms, but mostly you'll find us at www.spirekin.com. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, just email us at uh, zan, X-A-N, at spirekin.com or spirekin at gmail.com or leave a comment in the show notes. So, now that I'm done pimping out the podcast, let's get to it, shall we? Yes. We are talking about that amazing, that great, that awesome convention that happens once a year. We're talking about Anime Boston 2019, yes. The convention which happened this year, April 19th to 21st, Easter weekend of 2019. And it happened at the Haynes Convention Center at the Prudential Center in Copley, Massachusetts. Actually, that's... It's Boston, Massachusetts. Since I moved to Boston, it's been kind of weird. So anyway, so yeah, it took place in the Prudential Convention Center in Boston, Massachusetts, which is a good convention center, one of the better ones I've been to. And this year was unique and a little different. We had an absurd amount of guests, um, and I'm focusing mainly on the Japanese guests because a lot of the regular players were there. You know, Greg Ayers, Lisa Ortiz, but the big ones you had were Yochi Kato, Kenji Kodama. Miyavi, Mehorg Ogata, Yoko Shimomura, and Go Wakabayashi. And uh, there were so many more that had shown up there. It was actually a really good list of guests this year. And I was really excited for Kenji Kodama because he worked on Lupin the Third Part 3 and a little series called City Hunter, which we'll actually get into in a couple minutes because that's kind of a big part of this convention. Now, Anime Boston 2019 had an interesting theme this year. It was the age of the Shogunate. So a lot of period correct pictures were up. Uh, Photo ops were there. There were stages of Japanese culture. There were characters who were obviously from certain anime series that we will not say. And there was a lot of kimonos around. And a lot of people were actually taking this theme seriously unlike previous years the mecha theme kind of went well the magic theme was okay kaiju versus uh magic was a little different and the school one was not bad but this one actually felt really like the attendees embraced this theme and they utilized it in the best way possible we saw lots of cosplays lots of panels and a lot of very cool signage and i was very excited to see that now with most Con reports, as I do, I'll go over the day by day to make it easier to follow as opposed to doing it by breaking into panels, cosplays, so on and so forth. I feel it works a lot better than just breaking it down to let's observe this piece and this piece. So, as we got there on Friday, we actually had a very early panel, our first panel of the con, which was Ronins and Vagabonds, the Homeless Warriors of Anime Manga, a panel which I had been experimenting with, and I've got to say it was very intriguing to go over the concept of the Ronin and Vagabonds. It was a packed house. It was one of the first con panels that happened. And wow, 
we got a great response for the things that we talked about and discussed. It was a great conversation with the attendees, and I think that everyone had a great time there. Now, as I said, the cosplays were definitely themed to the theme of the con, and you had a lot of great characters from Shisho, from Kenshin. You had Saito walking around. You had so many great cosplays. We have lots of photos. We're going to be putting them onto our prior Facebook page and on Instagram because I've really been rocking the Instagram. There's also been some good, just fun things you were doing as well. Now, the other big things that we were talking about is that a lot of panels were themed on the theme. So we had things like the kimono history. Uh, you had a intro to Jose, which I'm going to admit when I went to it, I was expecting a little bit more. It seems that the two people who were involved, one of them left at the last minute, so it was one person there. And the one panelist who was taking care of it knew her stuff. She didn't know the slides. That's panelist rule number one. Know your slides. Even if you're the only one there and you could run on your own, you have to know your slides. You can't be like, oh, I thought the slide was later on. It's no, you have to hone it, make it work. Even if you have to be able to improvise on the fly and it did not seem like she was able to she did know her facts and that was really good i just felt that it was it could have been a lot more coherent and a little bit better uh there was one totes kawaii exploring japanese beauty that was pretty fascinating talking about the different fashion statements and things that were used for fashion throughout japanese history and what you know different cosmetic products in the fashion styles gangaroo style uh the current style of the I want to say it's the Nadesco, uh, but anyway, very fascinating, a lot of fun. Uh, Beyond Bebop was back with their Japanese jazz music. Gotta say that was pretty cool, as usual. The uh, other two panels that we had were pretty long going, so we had to focus on those. One was literary anime, series that were originally light novels. That panel we've run before at other cons. This one was pretty well attended, not as much as the Ronin and Vagabonds. But we had some great dialogue with the panelists, and we told them about some of the more interesting series that were based off of light novels. I will say, though, I'm still surprised that we got a low rating for that panel. Every other panel we've had at this con, we got five stars. That one, we got three stars. So someone apparently didn't like the panel. I'm curious what they didn't like. I wish they had posted something so we could know what we could do to fix it to make it more vibrant and more compelling. Maybe it was because we didn't have enough video at the time. I don't know. But it was a big room. We had a blast. Now, the dealer's room we went to on Friday, and I've got to say, dealer's rooms are definitely not what they used to be. When I started this over 10 years ago, there was so much going on. There were so many little niched booths with anime, anime, anime. You could get DVDs here. You could get VHS there. You could get Blu-rays there. You could get laser discs. You could get posters. You could get toys and games and manga, lots of manga. There was manga everywhere. This year there was four to five booths with manga there. And they had shitty deals. And while some of them had decent collections and decent products to sell, I was not enthralled or engaged by it. It's not like it used to be. I mean, yeah, we're not in the age of vertical fighting with uh, Kodansha fighting with viz it's now just what it is i mean you have the comic shops the three comic shops that were there plus the cheap manga booth and then you had the one guy who sells manga for absurdly large prices if you buy whole lot sets 
it was just the rest of it were memes lots of meme stuff or it was mystery boxes lots of mystery boxes and a section that was just for cosplay but it's not what it used to be and honestly if you go there looking for a bunch of stuff to get you're not going to find it anymore it's not like it I'm sound like an old man. It's not like it used to be. It's not. You have a couple of cool vendors selling figures, but the perfect example of how this is now is look for the Media Blasters booth. Media Blasters was one of the biggest publishers of anime. Now you see them in a con, and they are selling maybe a couple of DVDs of porn under a plastic tarp, and the rest of it is weird random things that you find at like a garage sale. I mean, when you see 15 things of bamboo being sold at a manga publisher or manga distributor, your anime distributor, a little like, what the fuck is this about? It was a little, not hurtful, but it, it was painful to see. It really was. Faku was there, though. You gotta love Faku, that doujinshi porn website. They're there, and they're pushing their Mega Milk shirt and their hentai shirt. They were so popular. It just... I wish some of the publishers would invest in this con. I really do. I would love to have seen Kodansha there, Dark Horse there, uh, Denpa. I know, Ed, you're not in the convention game anymore, but get someone to go to conventions, promote you guys a little more. Be kind of cool. I think it'd be a little bit, it'd add, make them a little more lively, a little more fun. That's what I would love. But I'm digressing. I'm bitching about the dealer's room. So, anyway. The rest of Friday, we focused on a lot of the cosplays that were walking around and a lot of the other things that were very positive. One thing I forgot to mention in my rant about the dealer's room was that Crunchyroll had a great booth set up this year. Their big thing was they had the one blade from Black Clover. looked awesome. And they also had the Tower of Slime from that time I reincarnated as a slime. Rimuru-sama. In a big pile, very big squishy tower that you could win a free slime if you posted your images. There may be an image of Greta and I in there. You have to look. Let me post it. But there were lots of cosplay based on this season, which I was very happy with. You had a lot of uh, Rise of Shield hero. Raftalia was in a couple places. Surprisingly, she, there were not as many My Hero Academia and not as much of any really big series. There was an even amount of everything. There wasn't a dominating series this year, I will say. It was not the days of Naruto, of Bleach. There's nothing big. I'm hoping that with the new series Demon Slayer, we get a lot of those cosplays happening soon. Gotta wait and see. Also, the Toro guy was back. Kind of cool. Now, that was the last thing for Friday was our last panel, which was rather late. We're talking about our 20 Samurai Era manga recommendations for grown-ups, which is usually a pretty informative and great panel. I'm happy to say that the people who showed up, they showed up because they were interested, and none of them left. They stayed for the entire panel. It was a two-hour panel. However, it was at fucking 12 o'clock at night, and seven people showed up. That was it. They were hardcore Spyrokin fans, wanted to see our panel, and they loved our panel. It's just that they put us at a really bad time. I will say, though, it was informative. It was great. That panel I worked really hard on to make sure it was accurate. It focused on the period of time that Samurai Era occurred. We're talking about from 1195 through 1785, so 600 years. It's actually a really fascinating panel. I'm 
I would love to record it and just show it or show my notes on it. Just go over the history because it's really fascinating. Also, fun fact, there isn't a lot of manga from the first half of the samurai era. We're talking 1195 through 1400. There is nothing. There's like very little manga set in that period. I had to scrounge deep to find something. And eventually I did find something, but it was very difficult. And some of them were banned or even looked down upon. Uh, we'll be doing that panel again at another con. You definitely have to check it out. So, get home really late, around 3 a.m. And then the next day Saturday. Saturday is the day when it's not as much about the Samurai Era, even though one of the best Samurai Era panels was there. We're talking about Empire of Bushido, History of the Samurai, which is very similar to my tw 20 manga recommendations panel. It seemed like they cribbed off me a little bit. But the big thing was a lot of about Japan and Japanese culture. We're talking about all aboard, Japanese trains, Japanese snacks, Japanese comfort food and its representation in anime, uh, Taisho Jidai, Japan's Forgotten Era, Japanese kimono culture, a lot about the Japanese culture. Kind of a place to put in the middle. I would have switched it around, but that's me. It's kind of fun. The two big standouts, though, the crazy standouts that I was excited about, one is they did a panel called Go Go Godzilla, a 65th anniversary retrospective. Super excited about that. Godzilla has a big part of my life, especially with Anime Boston, because I met the original guy who was in the Godzilla suit at Anime Boston. I got a signature. And we got, and I'm a huge Godzilla fan. Love it. Excited for the new film, and I got to add some more of the old Haitia stuff to my collection, but I'm digressing. Really fun panel. Really enjoyed it. Um, the big thing, though, is that besides the concert that was Miva, which I didn't go to see, the big thing that was happening on Saturday was that they had an anime premiere. The United States premiere of the new film in the City Hunter franchise, Shinjuku Private Eye. So, City Hunter, Shinjuku Private Eye, the film. They took everyone's favorite perverted sweeper, Ruryo Saiba, the city hunter, from the 80s and brought him to the present. Him doing with cell phones and a lot of other things. So an 80s guy in the present. I gotta say, it was a great film. I'm gonna be doing a full review with Greta on it because we saw it. And she'd never seen city hunting before, but she got really excited and intrigued by the film. And... I gotta say, I think my next cosplay is gonna be Ryo Saiba. I'm gonna do the City Hunter. And Greta totally will do Psycho. I think she will buy the hammer to bash me over the head with. But <laughs> we'll talk about that in another panel about the actual movie itself. Now, we had to leave that panel early because afterwards there was a meet and greet with the director and the cast, which I was really excited about because that was Kendo Konama. But we had a big panel. The debut of one of our most popular panels at Anime Next. We're talking about that one. That only. The Insane Manga Challenge. Boston Shogun Edition. The Insane Manga Challenge now officially a part of Anime Boston. And how did it go? Everybody had a blast. We thought no one was going to show up. Because it was during the concert. The masquerade. And the movie. No. We had 24 people. They had a blast. It was moving. It was organic it was dynamic it was a great time had by all and as always you know we had some great winners some gracious losers and everyone got involved and everyone had fun 
It's giving me some ideas for the next Insane Manga Challenge at Anime Next 2019. We'll talk about that when we get there. And the rest of it was just me hanging out with a lot of the other panelists. I mean, I didn't bring them up, but Charles Dunbar was there. Mike Tool was there. Uh, Pat Sutton was there. A lot of people were involved. Oh, I did forget that Doug Wilder was there with his All the Mecha You'll Ever Need on Saturday. But that's a staple for Anime Boston. So, if you like Mecha, check it out. It's one of the, the biggest authorities of Mecha. And you see all the great, weird, obscure things you'd never thought to think about there. But us hanging out. We did also check out the Artist Alley and the Game Room. The Artist Alley this year... Same thing with the dealer's room. A lot of meme culture. Nothing really stood out. Last year we had some great costume designers and some great artists in the artist alley. Some that were standout. One we actually used her stuff for our wedding. We actually had commissioned her to make our top minis for our wedding. Our toppers for the wedding cake. And she wasn't there this year. But there weren't any other really ones that stood out. They were just very mm-hmm, humdum. I don't know. Maybe it's just that it's not as magical as it used to be. Or maybe just this con isn't for artists. It's more for panelists and cool people and cosplayers. The big one for Saturday, I will say, is there was a Wild Doe cosplayer and there were some cool mech cosplayers who did some great work with their mechs. And there was someone dressed up, dare I say, as the craziest thing possible. The craziest thing possible. There's a manga that's on the wheel of manga called High Rise Terror that we'll be reviewing soon. About this girl who gets sent to a world where all the the landscape is a bunch of high-rise buildings. And all the high-rise buildings are connected by uh, rope bridges. And the deal is there's these crazy homicidal maniacs who wear these smiling masks and they try to kill you or throw you off the buildings. This guy was wearing the mask of the killer. And he followed us to all our panels. I don't know if it's because I acknowledge him or he was trying to get me to jump off a building. I don't know, but it's kind of cool. A little bit different. Just completely stood out. Very random, cool one. We had a couple other obscure bonga that made me kind of smile. Besides a blackjack walking around. Besides that, you had some great, like, rare stuff. Uh, captain Harlock was walking around. You had uh, the the captain from Yamato. Wow. Yeah, I see these pictures of these guys. I just, I'm geeking out. Anyway. So that was Saturday. There's some hentai panels at the end of the day. And I'm not talking about any of the industry panels, because the industry panels, as of late, have been, well... I had a lot of conflicts. I was covering the panels of the the fan panels. Industry panels, you can go to Anime News Network to check out. Unless it's something really big, I'm not really going to cover it unless it's huge. And you'll see me always on Twitter talking about the different panels. Their industry. For this con, anyway. For, like, Anime Next, I will. But anyway. So Sunday, cool down day. A lot of stuff going on. The big thing that was happening was... You had the Wild World of Gundam Merchandise by Doug Wilder, where we talk about the really weird things that Gundam makes, like the golf shirts, the golf bags, the motorcycle helmet, the back massager, the canned uh, ramen, lots of stuff that's Gundam-based that you would never expect. But there was a huge set of 
intellectual Japanese modern culture panels that seemed very intriguing that were together. I don't know if it was the same person who did it or what, but it was fascinating. There was the modern and contemporary Japanese architecture panel and the Japanese economics and its influence on America panel. I didn't get to get into those panels, but they were all on the the uh, the scholar track, the intellectual track, and it seemed intriguing. Just something a little different. Uh, to end out the con, you had one more themed panel, the samurai stories, and the big thing, the thing which I was super excited for, was that the creators of City Hunter, for the final day, they got a band together called XYZ. And if you remember our City Hunter episode, that's a thing 103 of the Spire Command Review, we talked about what XYZ meant, not examine your zipper, it means something else. But the band was called XYZ, and they played all the really awesome City Hunter music. And the music was jiving, the crowd was pumped. It was an unforgettable experience. It was a nice cap to this convention. So, there are other elements I didn't talk about. I didn't talk about the game rooms, because one game room is very similar to all the other ones. We're talking about the board game room. There were lots of tournaments going on. A lot of people were there, and there was a lot of dynamic elements to it. They didn't have the giant... King of Tokyo game, but they did have instead a huge Catan tournament, and I hate Catan, so yeah. Other game room, Taiko Drum Master, Dance Dance Revolution, Smash Brothers tournament. Enough said. So overall, what can I say about Anime Boston 2019? Compared to other years, this one had a lot more soul to it, and it felt more like a true anime convention with the great screenings of films. You had lots of other films going on. You had Beautiful Dreamer happening. You had some great anime rooms I didn't talk about. And that's what made the original conventions great. You had these anime rooms. They could go into, sit down, watch anime you never heard of before. This one, there were some great animes. But you had premieres. Like I said, the big premiere was City Hunter. But you had other TV shows going on. Crunchyroll had released a plethora of things. And you got to see those. And the theme itself. As I've been harping about. That theme, the age of the Shogun, it fits so well with our anime fandom. And it worked. It blended so well. This element plus the anime plus the f- culture and all the attendees. It was a harmonious experience. Yes, there were some hiccups. Yes, there were some gripes. But overall, it was a wonderful experience that I highly recommend if you have a chance to check it out. Anime Boston is one of those cons that I've said time and time again, the attendees are great, the atmosphere is great, yes, the dealer's room isn't stellar, but there are so many interesting things to do. I didn't even get to check out the Maid Cafe because it was so packed, but I did find a cool sushi place that was a couple blocks away from the convention center that was a hole in the wall. No one ever heard of it, but it was great. If you have a chance, check it out. Even though it is generally on Easter weekend, that was kind of a little bit of a hang-up. A lot of people don't like that. It's on Easter weekend. It's one of those cons you have to just check out the experience. I think that's all I could say about it. Um, anyway, this is your host, Zan, uh, for the Spark and Mong review, movie review, game review, con review, saying, hope you guys have a great day. Check out our episodes for some other really cool reviews coming out. We definitely have the review for City Hunter coming out soon, and we're definitely doing an endgame review because it's so, with that in mind, I'm Gonsville. I'll catch you guys next time.
see you.